Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the second hour here on Thursday morning. And uh, it, is, of course, is uh, still a little chilly out there. So wear a couple layers if you're heading out. It's going to warm up later on. And then tomorrow it'll be warmer but raining. So hopefully that rain will wash away what's left of the snow out there. And hopefully it's the last time we have to see it for this winter. But, you know, knock on for Micah. I don't want to curse it. The um, the discussion this morning has been about the first the federal building, the uh, GSA's plan to close it down, the Hastings Keith Federal Building in downtown New Bedford, the one with the sea flower sculpture out in front that people like to complain about. That is on the GSA's chopping block, and Mayor Mitchell is leading the charge to try to keep it open. That would mean that, you know, I don't think it means the Social Security office and the IRS and all these other organizations that have a presence there, NOAA. I don't think it means that they would they would leave the city. They would just be in different locations and it would kind of be wherever they could get space. And Mayor Mitchell is arguing that um, some of those services are going to expand what they're doing in New Bedford. So they're going to need space and to, to have them leave there to go somewhere else would be a big problem. And it also, you know, he didn't say it in so many words, but there's also a sense in, in his comments that, well, especially where he said, you know, this isn't Mayberry. New Bedford is a city worthy of having a federal building. New Bedford isn't Taunton. It isn't Barnstable. It is a city that is worth having a federal building. And beyond just New Bedford, it's the place to go for those services for all of Southeastern Massachusetts. So we'll see where, you know, how much this stand against it will, will how much good it'll do. But certainly, again, you can sound off and have your voice heard. And then we were also talking about Mayor Mitchell's proposal for a recall provision for elected officials in the city. 
And as I was explaining in, in the last, with the last caller, no matter, you know, if you even get to the point where there is a recall election held, you have to have a 15% turnout for it even to take effect. I'll have to go back and look, but I don't remember what the voter turnout percentage was for Fall River's recall elections. One thing that was in Mayor Mitchell's proposal is that if you are recalled from a position, you are not running for that position again. Because look at what happened in Fall River where Jaisal Correa was recalled and reelected in the same election. I mean, it's just the way that their, you know, their, their rules are written, but this avoids a, a scenario like that. And then also there's just a, a associated proposal that would clarify what happens if a mayor does need to be replaced because the current city charter only reflects how to do that under the auspices of a two-year mayoral term. And now that we have a four-year mayoral term, that needs to be updated. So I think that will be something that the city council will push through, no problem. The, the, the changing of the mayoral replacement plan. But I think that it's going to be a hard fight to get them to approve this recall proposal when it could potentially put some of those counselors into an awkward position. But I, I think that threshold to be able to recall somebody is high enough that they don't need to worry. As I was discussing with the with the last caller there, it's it's not gonna be that easy to use this as a revenge tactic or as an I don't like you tactic. You know, Gilly Safiolis tells us all the time that he thinks that Linda Morad is a tyrant. But I don't think that he would try to utilize. I mean, and, and Gilly, you can call in and tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you would try to to start a recall attempt. But I don't think that his displeasure or, or, or dislike of her, of her and the way that she does the job would lead him to suddenly say, well, I'm going to start this this recall attempt. Now, others might try to do a recall attempt because they might target Councillor Morad, Councillor Gomes, as these long, because we've heard, you know, these, these long-serving members need to go. But I think most voters would look at an attempt to recall those counselors as trying to circumvent the actual election process. You know, that would be, if I was walking out of the supermarket and I was asked to sign a recall provision, a recall uh, petition for, and I'm just utilizing Councillor Gomes and, and Councillor Morad because, you know, of people having said here on the radio that they feel that they've, they've been in office too long. So if I was walking out of the supermarket and somebody said, we want you to sign this paper, we want to recall the, the counselors who have been there for so long. Okay, well, why do you want to recall them? Because they've been there for too long. 
I wouldn't sign that. Say, so, no, that's what the election is for. If you want them not to be there, support a candidate that you think can beat them. But if somebody said, we want to have a recall because, and I'll use, you know, Jaisal Correa as that example. Uh, you know, we want to have a, a recall because we feel this person is defrauding the public. Not only with their personal business, but also shaking down marijuana vendors. And he has criminal charges against him. I'd say, okay, I can, I can see wanting to recall a person in that position. And I think most voters would be reflective of, of that situation. I don't see a lot of, I mean, I, I stand outside some of those signature things and just kind of keep an ear out to see what's going on. And the people who are signing it, I, I get it. Yes, there are people who will just sign it. But the people who are over there to sign that, for the most part, I think are asking questions before they sign it. They want to know why they're signing it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Lord and behold, Tim. <laughs> How you doing? Good, Tim. Gilly Sapfields. And I think I'm right in that, Gilly. You wouldn't want to do a, a you wouldn't start a recall drive for just because of your displeasure with a counselor. Do you think I'm really that pity? No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. No, this wouldn't be used in that manner. Well, that's what you tell your, your radio stations trying and Jack Spillane trying to imply that I'm pity with where I, what I'm fighting for. I'm only, you know, you got to realize I'm a person out there that's fighting for our city councilors that we put in there to do their job, do it the right way. You can't pick and choose. And when you pick and choose, that's when you become a tyrant. When you can tell somebody you can do this, but you can't. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't clap. But if you want, some, if she wants somebody to clap, she'll take a recess and tell the people now you can clap. I don't get the same privilege. So who's being pity? No, I would never do that. You know, to the thing. But but you know, that, you well, guys. Are, go ahead. I was going to say that. Being said, though, do you support the idea of having a recall provision in the city? Listen, do I support it if it's necessary? Like. Everybody's talking about every two years they run. That's the time that everybody should get off their couches and they kiss this and go and vote. Now, you know, now you're putting all this. And Ian said that they're going to go to committee and they're going to talk all this over. People are calling in. They should do this. They should do that. But you know where a good idea that called in your station was Craig yesterday. You know, when you're talking about the 15%. People know we get like 12% mm -hmm. to okay? His idea was 15% of the previous election should be, that's the, the cutting point. That's, they can discuss that in the in committee. So, you know what I mean? Hold on. Let me just get clarification there. 15% of the previous, so 15% of the 13% that voted? Right. That's a you small, I mean? that's a very small number, isn't it? I mean, you, you, everybody's complaining about, you know, if you're going to do the right thing. You know you're never going to get the 15% for the way people are voting. They're not coming out. 
So everybody will be under the same gun. It's the same rule for everybody. I like this idea, so it means it's going to go. But the only person that's being pity, a little, you know, acting like a little girl, is the Morad. Okay? She went from being the number one getter down to last in the thing. So she's got to be doing something wrong. But no, I'm not going to ask for a recall. Or something like that. Yeah, you um, you you understand the the power of what a recall is, and I think most people would. I don't think it would be used in a in a in a petty way like you're saying. I, I think most people would understand that it's for. I didn't say. Uh, you asked me about me if I would do it. That's what I said about being petty. I'm not that mm-hmm. small. You know, all year long, you know, I've been I've been called a tire, um, a bully, and everything. But all year long in her, when she was president, I never got thrown out of City Hall. Cops who came, they walked out because she wanted me moved. Now, who was being pity? The cops wouldn't even arrest me when I said, arrest me if I'm doing something wrong. I never done anything in that thing to cause all this commotion. I'm bringing out a fact. Okay? And it's just, it's, they're not out there for the people. But get back to the recall thing. That's why they're going to send it to committee. I don't care if it takes a month. I don't care if it takes two years. I just want the people that we put there to represent us to do their job and do the right thing. Not because, like I said, a tyrant, I'm going to explain it again, is a person who tells somebody, and you, she's been caught in that thing, you can do it. You can't. That's a tyrant. And the perfect example is just before the, when we went to be sworn in, when everybody went in the, before the, you know, up at Keith, Linda Morad and her little crew of Maria Giesta, Ryan Pereira, Joe Lopes, uh, Maya, Naomi Connie, and Maria Giesta's sister, which she's a nobody. She's just a sister. They were allowed to go to City Hall, and I was out there with them. I went to go in, the door got locked on me. I mean, isn't that telling me, telling she can come in, but you can't? She's no, better than right. me? Is she better than me? No, nobody's, be- nobody's better than anybody, Gil. You know that. We're all, we're all equal. The last thing I want to say is, then she goes up there to, the, to, to, to talk because she was the pro-president, whatever, the thing. And she says, I want to work with people. She just broke everything right just before she went up there. So she's a two-face. Well, I, I got to hold you there, though, because I got to take a break. But I appreciate the call. One more, secret, uh, Tim, one more thing. You know, like when she says she's, feel, she, she's, she's um, afraid of her well-being when she walks out of City Hall? She was parked in the City Hall parking lot. All right. And she said that Carlos and Craig went over there and harassed me because I wasn't even there. But yet, when she was going home, she went down William Street, stopped in front of City Hall, and it's on video. And she started sticking her tongue out at Craig and Carlos. And they got that on tape. Who's harassing who? Well, I mean, I, I, I watched the video that they posted. And from, from what I saw, it looked like it was Carlos that went over there and really started things. But. Well, see. You know, you do have to be the bigger person if you want to. If you want to take the moral high ground, you got to be the bigger person and just drive away. You can't can't get suckered into it. 
she made a statement that she felt threatened when Carlos was over at the parking lot. At the parking lot. Right? They were, they were in the parking lot, she said. But yet when she went down William Street, when she decided to leave, and Carlos and uh, Craig were in front of City Hall, she stopped her car. There was nobody in front of her. And she turned around, and they got her on tape, sticking their tongue out of her. Is she afraid of her well-being to do that? I don't, that the- I don't know. It's hard to say when you're in a car and you can just drive away if if somebody chases after you. But again, I got to hold you there. I got to take that break. That's, no, they're the ones that should be doing their job. And oh. it's going to take a lot of people. But I like Craig's idea for the, for them to discuss in executive session or whatever they want to do to to at least consider what he said about the previous year, 15% of those people. Instead of going through the holes. That's all. All right. You you have a good day. You too. And uh, we do have to take that break. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. Spark, sparking up some energy ideas for you. And let me tell you, I found this to be a very key bit of information. Taking a look at some of the uh, the data from the Solar Energy Industries Association. This is data that was current through the third quarter of last year. They haven't put up the fourth quarter numbers yet. But in Massachusetts, solar power has generated enough energy to power over 777,000 homes. But interestingly, prices for solar in Massachusetts have fallen over 42% in the past 10 years, which means it's more affordable than ever to go solar. So you don't need to fall for those gimmicks like get paid to go solar or get a new free roof with solar. You don't have to worry about all that. All you have to do is call Isaacson Solar. Because they will come out and they will give you honest answers to all of your questions about solar. A transparent conversation with just simple, straightforward information. No sales pitch. No uh, sugar coating for things. They're going to give you the raw, honest truth about whether or not your home is a good fit for solar. And if it is, they will give you a free, no-obligation quote. So if you want to find out more about solar, and again, you don't even have to be ready to say, okay, let's do it. You can just be on a fact-finding portion of your solar journey here. Reach out to Isaacson Solar, and they will sit down with you, and they will talk to you about it. All you have to do to set it up is go to IsaacsonSolar.com and see if solar is right for you. All right, well, we are going to be going, speaking of solar and, and energy and bright spots, we're going to go to the bright spot of my morning, Phil Devitt, He's got the uh, the news for you. When we come back on the other side, more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500.
We will also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And, uh, and of course, we can continue talking about the federal building. We can talk about the recall provision. We can talk about anything else that's on your mind. But I got a few other things I'm going to bring up, including another traffic pattern change to the Washington Bridge in Providence. You knew that was coming. You knew they, were, they, they weren't just going to leave it alone as is. And then also a story in which Providence has set up some temporary housing for the unhoused that, I don't know, maybe something that other cities and towns in the area might want to take a look at. So we'll discuss that as well. But right now it's time to go into the newsroom with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Phone users here on the South Coast and across the United States are reporting problems with AT&T and other cell phone providers this morning. DownDetector.com is showing a spike in AT&T cellular service outages today with tens of thousands of customers reporting no service. T-Mobile, Verizon and other network users are reporting similar issues. The cities apparently experiencing the most outages include Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston and Honolulu. There's been no comment on the outages from the providers. Ten members of Harvard's alumni have filed a federal lawsuit accusing the school of failing to address unrestrained anti-Semitism on campus. The lawsuit claims that Harvard has not dealt with rampant anti-Semitism even before the Hamas attack on Israel last October. It alleges the university's failure to address the issue devalues a Harvard diploma and makes a mockery of graduates. The Hunter Biden laptop hearing in Delaware Superior Court set to begin today. The lawsuit was filed by the man who turned it over to the FBI and later shared its contents with an attorney for President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, toward the end of the 2020 presidential campaign. Biden filed a counterclaim over the circumstances around the laptop and seeks to dismiss the defamation suit. The first trial in the Rust movie shooting gets underway in New Mexico. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed by accidental gunfire on the set of the Alec Baldwin Western film back in October of 2021. Prosecutors claim the weapons handler for the movie, Hannah Gutierrez, is largely responsible for Hutchins' death. Boeing is replacing the head of its 737 MAX program. Mark Mayfield fills us in. The company announced on Wednesday that Ed Clark is leaving Boeing after nearly two decades. The 737-9 MAX jet has been under scrutiny since a door plug blew out during an Alaska Airlines flight last month. The FAA grounded all 737-9 MAX planes following the incident. In response, Boeing has said it is revamping its quality control procedures. I'm Mark Mayfield. A Michigan waitress is out of a job after she shared her side of receiving a $10,000 tip on Facebook. I was told legal action is being taken against me and that if I wanted lawyers to be after me for the foreseeable future, I needed to take my post down. Lindsay Boyd has hired an attorney after the restaurant threatened to sue her for defamation after that Facebook post, which said a co-worker told her and other people who were working in the back of the house in different shifts that they were upset the tip wasn't shared with them. This ain't Texas. And Beyonce, now the first black woman to score a number one hit on the Billboard Country Charts. On Wednesday, her hit Texas Hold'em debuted at number one on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. Before Beyonce, the highest ranking song by a black woman was over 50 years ago when Linda Martell peaked at number 22 on the Billboard Country Chart with the song Color Him Father. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. Charlie McAvoy scored the game winner in overtime to lift the Bruins to a 6-5 victory.
over the Edmonton Oilers. Boston visits Calgary tonight, and the Celtics visit the Chicago Bulls tonight as well. Let's check your forecast with the ABC6 Weather Center. We're going to be looking at one more decent day today before wet weather arrives tomorrow and then a much colder weekend on tap. So for today, sunshine will be fairly dominant across the region, but there will be some high clouds starting to filter that sun late in the day, the high near 44. Overnight tonight, rain showers developing around and after midnight. Look for lows to dip back down into the mid-30s. For Friday, periods of rain, the high 47. It all clears out as we start the weekend, but it'll be windy and much colder. Highs in the mid-30s with a mixture of sun and clouds, and that wind will make it feel like it's down in the upper 20s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Bill Guile on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. back in 508-996-0500 so you heard phil talking about that story of the uh, the michigan waitress who received the ten thousand dollar tip and was fired from her job afterwards so basically what happened and, and he kind of covered it but basically what happened was in case you missed it a person went into this cafe where she was working because they were in town for a memorial for a friend who had passed away and the guy had like a $30 check and he wanted to honor his late friend. So he gave a $10,000 tip to his waitress and said, you know, please share this with the other servers who are on today. And so she, sir, she took the money and divided it with the people who were working. And then the news showed up and did a story on it. And, you know, everybody's going to come down there and want to talk to her and interview her. And everybody seemed happy. But behind the scenes, what was actually happening was the other servers were not happy with how she divided the money. And so it was causing animosity. It was creating a toxic work environment, the, the, the manager said. 
So what happened was she recorded her conversation with the manager where she was fired and then posted that and and posted the story of how she got fired. That's what she was told she had to remove or be threatened with legal action. I don't know that that is necessarily a fireable offense. I mean, most corporations, and you know, it's all, I don't know how this business is structured, but most corporations have in their handbook and their, in their contracts, something that says that if you publicly disparage the company, you can be fired. But she publicly disparaged the company after she was fired. And I, I can't imagine a cafe is having employees sign non-disclosure agreements and non-disparagement agreements where they're going to be legally protected against a person saying something publicly about their, their firing. But let me just say on the outset, <clears throat> I get it. I know it's a good story when these kind of things happen. And we love to tell those stories. But I also would say, please don't leave $10,000 tips for people. If you want to give that person $10,000, do it a different way. Don't just leave it as a tip at the restaurant. Also, I'm not a real big fan of that idea. Because, yeah, okay, it was slow when he went in there. And sure, a server is struggling to make ends meet in today's economy. But you know who else is too? The cashier at the grocery store. You're not giving them $10,000. So the, the, the idea, and, and, and again, people are probably going to call up and be like, well, Tim, you just have a vendetta against servers. And maybe that is the, uh, the cook in me. But I don't know what it is that they do more than other people do for you that deserves these stories of, oh, we gave them a $10,000 tip. We gave them a $5,000 tip. We gave them a $500 tip. What? Why? What, what, what service do they provide you more than some of the other people that are in your life that are in your life? If you want to honor your friend, you could have gone and made a $10,000 donation to the local homeless shelter. And again, I'm not trying to, to, put down this server at all and I just don't understand the rationale of these. I left a big tip for the server. Okay. My favorite too is I left a big tip for the server because, you know, they, they told me what they were going through and I felt bad so I left them a big tip. That's why they told you. Did you verify if it was true? Anyway, maybe it's my suspicious nature too. But I just feel like some of these stories have a similar backstory to, or a similar uh, after effect to them as this one had. And you just don't hear about them.
because I, I've been there. I've been there firsthand when somebody leaves a, a large tip for somebody. And yes, the rest of the staff is pretty pissed off about it. Even if you do give them a portion of it. I mean, do you think she took the $10,000 and divided it equally? I'm sure it was. I'm going to get, there were seven other people working there or maybe it was seven total working. But I'm sure it was more of a matter of she gave them all $100 and kept the rest herself, which, you know, is still generous to do. But you can see why they would be like, come on. When I was a cook, there was a group of guys that came in twice every one of my shifts. I don't know if, I don't remember if they went in for dinner at night too, but they came in in the morning and then they came in at lunch. It was a bunch of guys. I would say 12, 15, maybe even 20 guys. They would take up the whole back of the, the diner. And these guys were a pain to cook for. They wanted, they would come in at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and they would want a turkey dinner. And my boss's answer to questions like that were always, if you can do it, you do it. If they want it, you make it. Yeah, but I don't have the gravy ready. I don't have mashed potatoes made yet. Well, if that's what they want, you find a way to do it. We're not turning down any sale. Now, he would never say that when he was the one behind the grill, but, you know, anyway. So you're making turkey dinner, steak tip dinners, 6 o'clock in the morning. Then they come back for lunch. And just the worst. But the servers love them because they always left big tips. And they came in at Christmas time and they gave $100 gift cards to the servers and they left $100 gift card from what I was told they left $100 gift cards for the cooks as well the cooks never saw those $100 gift cards the servers held on to those too At least those guys were trying to be fair about it and, and spread it around, you know? I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't love these stories because I know that there's a backstory behind them that's not being told. And in this particular case, it is being told. Now, you, we can say, well, how much should she really have given them? Did she have to give them anything? Well, in this case, she did because the guy asked her to. But if somebody walked in and handed a $5,000 tip to a server, do they have any obligation to share that with the others? I, I, it's, it's up for debate. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, they go up my back sideways, these stories. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break and be back in a few. And back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
Hey, Tim, it's Gilly. Can I say something about the service? Sure. Okay. You know, you mentioned that the girl got a $10,000 thing. Then you went to say that they told her to share it with uh, other service. Mm -hmm. And you made a statement that she gave a hundred dollars. Oh, I don't know that to be the truth. I, I was just okay, right, throwing that number right, out that's there. Why, that's why I called in. Now you could have, she could have given $7,000 a piece and kept the three. That gets possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Why I was calling really is to a gentleman to serve up back in veterans day. You had a story there where he invited the veterans to go and he was going to pick up the tap. Yep. He paid for all their meals. Yeah. Right. So, you know what I mean? It, it goes both ways. Absolutely. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? The sum of the service, they all handle it wrong or whatever, but you can't, who said that don't paint everybody with the same brush? That's true. You I know? say that all the time. Well, you, you, you just paint that the server gave a hundred dollars. Well, I was just using that as, you know, as, I know uh, that. as an example of math. That, that's that's all I wanted to say because the gentleman that did that for the veterans and he didn't even want to show the IDs or something. No, originally, yeah, originally he said nobody had to show anything and then everybody was like, hey, maybe you should have them show it just so people don't take advantage. See, I remember stuff like that. So when somebody does something out of the kindness of the heart and people call in and say that she, she should have done this or he should have done that, it isn't right without the facts. At least have facts when you make statements. You know, like a couple of your callers, and I won't mention the names. I heard this, but can somebody look into it? You know what I mean? Why even call in and make a statement like that? But the server could have gave him a thousand apiece and kept the three. Could very well have, yeah. Yeah, that's all I want to bring up. And I'm, I'm glad you, um, I appreciate you letting me call back in and, and talk. All right, you have a good day. You too. And uh, I do have to take another break here. Uh, I can probably squeeze in another call or two, 508-996-0500. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to tell you a place where you will always get great service and great quality products is at The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, where you can get all of their great high-quality meats. I still I've got to go down and get a tomahawk steak. I think once the warmer weather comes, see, the problem is, is I've still got my grill in storage and that's unlike me, but I, you know, I wanted to do a little work on it and I put it away and said, I don't want it to get any worse during the winter. And then I didn't take it out. And, oh, I, but I want to get a nice big tomahawk steak and throw it on the grill. But you can also get some Terrace Major. You can get some sirloin steaks. You can get some prime rib. You can get Celebrity pork chops, you can get chicken breast, you can get jumbo chicken wings. All of that great high-quality meat is available and seafood, too, from the butcher shop where they will cut it exactly the way you want it. So it's not like you're going in, you know, you go to the supermarket, they don't give you a choice. You can go through all the packages, styrofoam and plastic and pick what you want, but at the butcher shop, they cut it the way that you want it. You want it a little thicker, they'll take care of it. They'll do it. You want a thin slice so it cooks up faster, they'll do that too. You want them to marinate it for you, they can do that. And they also cook up delicious food every day that you can just go right in and get a takeout container and take it with you. Whether it's to bring home for dinner or to have for lunch, the butcher shop should be the place where you are stopping in for everything that you need because it is an old school neighborhood market with a lot of items, including the beer and wine cellar, including the cheese fridge, and including everything 
down to soccer balls, right? So check it out. The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop in and you will feel like you're a part of the family because you are. All right, I've got to take that final break. We'll be right back. Good time, call 508-996-0500. You can do that coming up in the next hour after the news, and we will take your phone calls. We'll talk some more. We can talk some more about the federal building possibly closing. We'll talk more about the mayor's proposal for a recall provision for city elected officers. We can also talk about this story of Providence creating a... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.